The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. On our texting line, uh, we have this accident eastbound. Um, the top of Connors Road in the curb lane. Stay left. Appreciate that. Uh, you can always let us know at 6.30, 6.30 if anything's going on in traffic. We're happy to pass it on. Uh, a couple of you, just to cycle back to the Royal Wedding for a second, a couple of you said, hey, you should emcee the reception. Uh, I wasn't on the short list, um, but here's a little quirky fact for you. I've actually sort of accidentally done a Royal performance before because I was uh, on the main stage of the uh, Calgary Stampede when William... Uh, Duke of Cambridge and Kate Duchess of Cambridge were in Calgary for a visit and they were brought into the uh, grandstand show, of which I was the smallest part. I didn't host it or anything. I, I can't even remember. If, I think I was like doing eight minutes a night or something. But for that performance, it was uh, more of a private thing. Uh, they reduced everybody to like one trick. So, you know, whatever the dancers only did, the young Canadians only did one number and I did one minute of material and Whatever. I, I don't even remember how it went, to be honest with you. I just remember that I had to get up in the uh, afternoon to go do it because most of the shows were at night. Uh, didn't get to meet them either, to answer that question. Uh, hey, I just want to take a moment with this um, because it's in our news and it's been in the news the last couple of days and because Jalen's not here to stop me. Uh, so this accidental beach thing, and you know how I like to, you know, from time to time sort of stop and take a look at how the city does things and ask myself, does that make sense? And, and so I'm sort of, I'm looking at this and I'm not looking to cause trouble here. I'm just, you know, it's Friday and I'm alone. So here's what's happened. So there was a report released yesterday. It was a part of the executive committee's agenda for May 23rd. So next week, this will come up and be discussed. And what it was, was, and this is why it's in the news right now. It outlines the potential problems that would stop the accidental beach from going ahead or or a beach in general going ahead in Edmonton. And the biggest issue is the concerns of whatever residents are living near proposed locations. So last year, Cloverdale residents had legitimate concerns over garbage piling up, excessive noise from people who were there, lack of parking, which are all legitimate. They're, those are all legitimate. But now the city... Oh, and by the way, I should probably add as well, the city has said there is also a problem with a high level of bacteria that can be found in the river's waters. E. coli especially could raise some serious health concerns. So I get it. There's concerns, right? But here's the weird thing about how a city operates. And maybe it's not weird. Maybe I'm just dumb. So you have a beach that just appears by accident, and it's really, really popular. But one of the problems with the beach is the city didn't put garbage containers down or, you know, control traffic, parking, and or patrol the beach, whatever. So you kind of think, well, it would just be easy, wouldn't it? Like, how do you solve the problem of not enough garbage cans? Um, don't you just send some garbage cans over? And how do you solve the problem of parking? Well, I, you know, I guess that's a bigger problem, but still it seems doable, doesn't it? You put up no parking signs. Anyway, uh, that's not how the city works. So did you know, because I did not, that the city is basically saying now, or they will t discuss this on May 23rd, that, look, that thing was so darn popular that uh, 
Edmonton should have a beach. So they're going to look at where the beach should go. So they're talking about actually constructing a beach, and some of the sites they're looking at are at Big Island, at Twilliger Park, Cloverdale, where, you know, the beach is now, Fort Edmonton, uh, Footbridge, Rundle Park, and Capilano Bridge. They're looking at all of those as possible locations, and they're looking at how to handle some of the situations that I've just described for the neighbors there so as to alleviate the problems that have uh, that arose last summer. Um, they're looking at s- suggestions like deploying more peace officers, installing portable toilets, garbage cans, bike racks, to encourage people to cycle, because, you know, we most of us cycle. Um, they're also looking at building it so it's permanent, and they think it will take years in order to do that. And, and again, you know, maybe I'm making a... Uh, a mountain out of a beach hill here, but why would you look at building a beach that got built for free? Do you know what I mean? It just appeared for free. It has, it's not going to be around forever. And by the way, nobody knows if it's even going to appear again, but if it does, and, and I get that, you know, the city's going, hey, it was quite popular. We should probably have a beach. Okay, great. But it, it appeared by, it's to me, it feels like like them saying, well, let's clear a field and plant trees so that we have an area with trees as opposed to going, well, what about that area over there with trees? Why don't we just make that the tree place? This, to me, feels like the same thing. It's like we overcomplicate everything. So a beach appears, people love it, there's some problems associated with it. So rather than kind of say, well, how can we solve the problems associated with it, some of which I mentioned, well... In, put some police down there, some garbage cans, some porta potties, and some no parking signs. They certainly have no problem putting up no parking signs when they want to plow the roads or, or or wash them down. So I know we have the signs. I've seen them. It it, it just feels like me like, okay, well no, we should form a committee and make it more complicated. But maybe just me. I mean, tell me what you think. I don't. Yeah, like I say, I don't want to make a big deal about it. Just. It, <laughs> seems dumb to me. Uh, you can uh, weigh in at 63630. You can always call me if you want, 496-0063, and we can talk that way as well. Uh, it is Friday, and we're almost up against the 4 o'clock hour. I know it's 15 minutes away, but once 4 sh- uh, shows up for you regular listeners, you know it gets really busy around here, and then even busier after 5. So I do want to get to some of these stories uh, that are in the big blue folder uh, unedited this time, because typically I produce about 100 of them, and then Jalen throws away about 20. So um, here's something. Do you remember that episode of Seinfeld where George, I think, started eating um, a chocolate bar with knife and fork? And people just, it caught on. People just loved it and whatever. Well, it turns out that that was uh, based on uh, a survey. And I've found the survey. And the survey is actually called, Do You Eat Like a Normal Person or Are You a Weirdo? So don't judge me. That's what it was actually called. Um, but it turns out that there's a lot of people who eat food in in an odd way, and perhaps you're among them, and listen, you do you. Uh, but here were the top 10 ways that people eat food in an odd way. Mac and cheese. Well, who doesn't like mac and cheese? Do you eat it with a fork or a spoon? Uh, 81% said they use a fork. Well, of course you do. And 19% said a spoon. Do you pour dressing on your salad or keep it on the side for dipping. 92% pour their dressing on. 8% are dippers. 
Once again, didn't know I had an option. Uh, do you eat ribs with your hands or a knife and fork? 14% said they use a knife and fork. It's the only proper way to do it. Uh, do you twirl your spaghetti or cut it up? 90% of us are twirlers. 10% cut it up. Why would you cut it up? Uh, with a Kit Kat, like the chocolate bar on Seinfeld, do you break each piece off or just take bites out of the whole bar? It turns out 5% of us just go to town on the whole thing. They don't break it into pieces. You have to, or it's gone. It's, you have to. You have to take your time with the, or it's gone with a Kit Kat. Um, I'm a piece breaker myself, but you know, not everybody. Um, do you peel pieces off your string cheese or just bite into it? 78% peel it and eat it. 22% take bites. And 13% of people say they take bites out of blocks of cheese. Really? Uh, with pizza, oh, finally, something I know about. With pizza, do you eat the pointy end first or the crust first? Uh, believe it or not, 7% go crust first, and also 18% of people said they prefer eating their pizza with a knife and fork, which, by the way, I have to tell you, I'm uh, in a restaurant, that is how I eat it, knife and fork, mainly because I, my hands get greasy and I end up, you know, I just don't want to have that greasy look and I don't want to touch my pants. And uh, Do you like your bagel toasted or untoasted? 22% said untoasted. Uh, 78% saying toasted is the only way. And if you have uh, Chef Boyardee ravioli, do you heat it up or eat it straight out of the can cold? 5% of us prefer it straight out of the can cold. Uh, and then do you prefer your cereal with milk or straight out of the box like a snack? 90% said it can only be eaten with milk. 9% said no milk. And 1% said they eat it with milk and ice. All right, many of you texting in on both the topics from this uh, past half hour, the Occidental Beach, as well as uh, how you eat your food. A number of you asking, what would be the cost of building a beach? So we don't have a cost associated with building a beach that meets whatever specifications the city feels it needs to meet. I do know that the city council has said that if they were to go ahead with the project of building a beach, it would take several years. And going back to 2016, there was a uh, proposal for a beach in Horlack Park. It was shelved eventually by city council. Um, I'm just trying to find the cost for you. Previously, council had approved to build uh, an urban beach at Horlack Park Lake for $3 million, but the price tag increased to $5 million. The cost changed when the location was moved to the side of the lake near the playground and councillors felt they just couldn't justify the cost. Uh, Jeff wants to talk to me on the phone. Hey, Jeff. Hi, I'm here. What's on your mind? Well, the thing about this, the entire thing that makes me kind of laugh with this is the river flow is what dictated that beach forming. That's and right. Despite whatever effort, I mean, you know, the city could try to take, if we have a heavy flooding year or based on river flow, beach, beach will be created and beach will be taken away, dictated by the river. So That's I right. Think I, I kind of find it funny that we waste so much time on this. It's it's out of the city's hands. Me too. If you do it, you do it on a body of water inside, you know, Horlock Park, you control that. But yeah. The, the river is 
got a mind of its own, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, just to be clear, because I, I, I wonder if we're on the same page. So I, I think back to when I was a kid, and I hate to be that old guy, but I am. And, and so I'm growing up in PEI, and there was this water hole that kind of just formed on the North Shore uh, quite a distance from the beach. So, but we all swam in it. We uh, tied a rope to a tire and we uh, swung out and dove in it. And it was there for an entire season and then it was gone. And and Islanders that I grew up with still talk fondly of, hey, do you remember the water hole, right? It was just, it appeared and then it disappeared because as you say, nature giveth and taketh back away again. But I can't have imagined back then getting provincial or, or civic uh, politicians involved in in developing it into some permanent scenario. It was just a fun summer. And and I feel like this accidental beach is the same thing. If it's there, let's do it. And if it's not, it's not. Well, listen to the name that they give it, accidental. <laughs> yeah. So it happened last year. The other thing, too, that nobody thinks of is last year was a phenomenal summer. We had how many 30-degree days, mm, hardly any true. mosquitoes. Yep. Let's go to a prototypical Edmonton summer. What's our temperature? How are the mosquitoes? How many people are going to use something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the other thing that where's the cost benefit for the number of Edmontonians for taxpayers that are going to use? Why not go to Horlock? Why not go to Rundle? There are beaches in those water bodies. Yeah. Or, or use parks that are around, you know, Elk Island. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a farther drive, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do know what you're saying, Jeff. I actually agree with you, and I said that last year. I mean, I'm not going to line up and, and to, to go to a beach. I think it's cool, and the, and it was unique. And, uh, well, you that's know. like your water hole in PEI. It happened. Yeah. It was fun. You know, let's, if it happens again, great. Exactly right. Jeff, I appreciate listening, and thanks for the call. Uh, over on the texting line, I want to get to some of these texts before I run out of time. Uh, talking about food, I said, uh, how do you eat your food? Just remember, abnormal doesn't necessarily mean wrong. That's true. A spoon or fork depends on what's clean, Tim says. Totally agree. Uh, Andrew, I totally agree with you on the na- on the beach. I believe uh, it was a natural novelty. Actually, building one is nonsense. Put sand around a swimming pool. Just joking, but it would make more sense. Actually, I said that about Horlack last year. Like, how five million bucks for what? Get some bags of sand. Um, this texture says uh, we still don't have the big garbage bins. Ninety-five percent of other cities have, and therefore we have to special order trucks now. And uh, this one from Edmonton. I love how whenever you describe the city's plans, it sounds like an episode of The Simpsons. That from Sandy. Uh, and this, it's Edmonton. They can't do anything right. Big Island would be a good spot. It's beautiful over there. Capilano Bridge smells awful. Who wants a beach there? This city would pave the streets with gold if they could. That from Dylan. Uh, and this, uh, cities never run smart, smartly or by common sense. Never feels that way sometimes, doesn't it? Uh, and uh, this text from Westlock, the beach is already back. Looks like it will be double the size from last year. Great. I almost wish nobody had told the city about the beach. I think, we'd, I think we'd all be better off if they didn't know about it. Uh, and this suggestion for parking, lots of parking at the Tart uh, Conservatory and uh, this. The fact that it appeared for free is contrary to union policy <laughs> and how much time and dollars will cost the city of Edmonton. Well, as I say, the last plan for a beach was at Horlack. Uh, the initial estimate, $3 million. It grew to $5 million before the uh, council said no to the idea, and it would take several years to build. So that brings us up to date. We'll get a, a look at your uh, news headlines in just a moment. I'll have weather for you when we come back. And uh, the third hour of the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.